covers really well. Well, he took, like, older, sad girl fucking yeah. pre-goth goth songs. He was way ahead of his time with all this trans shit. And then, and then, uh, uh, and then gothed him out really good. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit, he took an old classic. I'm, go- I'm, I'm happy for him. It's kind of like Cisco with the thong song, what he did for women. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's what, wearing a thong. What he did for women. What Cisco did for women. Right? With the, the thong, thong song. song. Right. Hey, girls, we know you're wearing them. It's, but he made it, like, impossible to not. So it was it, super cool. It almost imprinted me with, now when I see the panty line, I'm thoroughly disgusted right, with you. because you know what time it like, is. Why would you do that, yep. bitch? There's ways to fix that. Yep. Exactly. Why would you go out like that? And Manson... God, he had the hottest fans ever. I love gothic chicks. I don't remember, like... They were all hot, dude. I think I was Pale just... I was skin. old enough to, like, uh, appreciate Manson's music. His fucking stage show's incredible. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, and then... Very Rob Zombie-ish. Remember he yeah, used to come out like a German leader, like oh, with yeah. all the German Nazi fucking, uniform and the, the cherry picker that'd go yeah. fifty bucks up, and he's got that motherfucker rocking. Oh man! He and was then a uh, nut. Squiggy's got his keyboard on a fucking <laughs> playground swing, and he's leaning. <laughs> uh, they were rad, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the but the girls, they'd wear like the fucking crazy Doc Martens, pale skin, dark makeup, black hair, white skin, titties I just out. Don't remember at any of the concerts, like the girls. A bunch of the girls. Really? I just don't. I mean, they were in the parking lot, but it was like hot chicks got into Manson and became gothic. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite look ever, dude. Yeah, it's a good one. It's really good. Anytime you've got black fishnets and giant Frankenstein boots and a red plaid mini You could be ugly for all all I care. Nah. But chances are you're not. No. If you're ugly, you're ugly. (laughs) There's no... You can be ugly and dress like a goth. No, gothic makeup can hide some shit, dude. It, no, it can. Yeah, but it it can't height weight. Yeah, well, wait. We, we've discussed this. You can't be gothic if you're fat, dude. Right. The skinny I, jeans just don't work. If I'm standing in the merch line next to you, and your hands and fingers look like hot dogs, <laughs> exactly. That you that pale white squeezed s- plastic skull rings yeah. that are too small over. You got to be skinny. I know. Fingers, it's just like eye makeup with bands. We've talked about that when they wear their stage shit it's like watching vince neal now just doesn't work dude no it's like you're popping out of your fucking clothes yeah you gotta be a sexy dude to pull that shit off (laughs) yeah you have to be young and skinny and And sexy and yeah yeah you have to be sebastian bachy bro sebastian bach's a fucking mess is he oh but back in the day no back in the day he was he was he had everything you need yeah he did uh uh, last interview I saw with him is like that dude still thought he was. Yep. Uh, you know, eighteen. They all and do. Alive. They all do, man. Vince Neil did the rebirth of Vince Neil, and it's like, bro, you gotta lose weight. Yeah, you gotta work. You gotta out. start with with that. I will never. I saw Motley Crue the last oh, time. Me too. It was. I, w- I was so excited to see Motley. I went and saw him with Aerosmith. It was I didn't probably give a shit about Aerosmith. Probably fourteen years ago. Me too. Thirteen years ago. Godsmack opened up for him and was fucking awesome. And then uh, Motley Crue came out and Vince Neil was singing like every third fucking song. Because he was so out of breath. Every third word because he was so out of breath. Same here. And we saw him with Aerosmith. And then Steven Tyler comes out. I didn't give a shit to see Aerosmith and fucking blew the roof off the place, dude. That's you see difference. Joe Perry and Steven Tyler come out? Yeah. They're old now, dude. And they They're still... twice as old as Vince Neil. They still look badass. Girls still dig them. They're still ripping their shirts off and shit. And you're like, damn, how are you doing this shit at 60-something? It's just having the right good drugs. They're talented, too, dude. Yeah. The talent is there. I don't think... 
Vince Neil has the same talent. That I don't think he ever really was a talented singer necessarily. They even talk about that in the dirt and stuff. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they found a good looking dude that could get girls. Yeah. And you could even hear the doctoring of his voice. Like, it's a lot of whisper. Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, how yeah, Britney yeah. Spears used to sing compared yeah. to like Christina Aguilera, right? Now that Christina Aguilera can sing. Both of those girls are a mess. But Christina Aguilera could sing. She yeah. had the pipes. Britney yeah. was always like whispering when she, like, instead of singing, they would hide it. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that's what they did with Vince Neil. Run it through the auto-tuner. Yeah, exactly. Man, you had you sent me a documentary to watch. Oh, shit, I forgot. And, dude, it was the most horrifying, like, three minutes I've ever seen in cinema. It, um, I'm dead serious. You're like, watch it. And I was like, so it's a full-on documentary about this missing kid who went hiking and went who missing. Who would go hiking and then... Autistic. I think I wanted to... I hated his sister. Yeah. I wanted to slap the shit out of yeah. her. Yeah. But it's full documentary. They're interviewing the sister, the, the friends, the roommates. The, the radio host. And they're the, going over the whole thing. This kid used to go out and hike, and then he had a blog that he would do about his, about his hiking and how to start fires and, and shit. And a YouTube channel yeah. and exploring. And you're seeing clips from the video. The deserts of Nevada. And he goes out to the desert, and he comes back and claims that he had found a little cabin but before he found the cabin he could smell like the chimney smoke came up on this cabin got creeped out right some yeah. other shit happened so he came back and told the story but he hadn't filmed it he hadn't he hadn't downloaded that thing right that video so everybody was calling bullshit no uh, way or the lo- yeah he no he way was he so did creeped it. out and then the sister comes in and says, so I found out about the blog, and I start going through the fucking, uh, I start going through his computer, and I'm shocked. He's got like 50,000 followers and viewers yep. and all this shit. So I try and send the email to myself, and I accidentally erase it. Yep. And I go, bitch, you killed your brother. Yeah. Mind you, the brother is probably mostly retarded. Yeah, he's like, talked real weird. He's got a list. Today, I'm going to take you into the desert, and we're, I'm going to show you how to forage So he was talking food. about this creepy cabin he found, but he didn't have the footage of it. So his followers are like, bullshit. And he's like, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to hike in. It's a three-day hike to get there, and a three-day hike out. So see you he, next week. So, yeah, see you next week. I'm leaving this week. So he goes, and he just is never seen or heard from again. So... Five weeks later? Was it five weeks? Yeah, something fucking There's crazy. campers. Camp- no, 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 no. A couple weeks later, they find his truck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They find his and truck. And there's barefoot footprints. Leading away from it. Leading to it and away from it. And they're like, and he would never take his shoes off. He wouldn't. He, he was you know, like OCD enough where he wouldn't just pull over on the side of the road in yep. case somebody, you know, needed to get by. He, he would have parked it. Yep. Better and this and the sister's like, and I think this is bad. And I'm like, bitch, you don't care about him. Yeah. You're letting your retarded fucking brother go out into the desert for weeks at a time. Yeah. You're constantly bad mouthing him. Yeah. Mom's dead. Dad's dead. And like, you don't care about your brother. Leave. Go away, bitch. So some campers are going out there. They're camping, and they wake up, come out of their tent in the morning, and his backpack is strung along the side of their tent. And so they open the the backpack up and they find his severed hand still holding his video camera, like in a position of holding the video camera and they show the footage on the documentary. So you see a severed fucking hand clutching. I don't know how they made it attached to the, to the camera, but like a real cinematic look, right? Like, yeah, to send a message. And yeah. And then they go, we were, the investigators are they're, they're, they're interviewing the investigators and everybody, and they're like, we were just hoping that there was the memory card in the camera. And sure enough, there, there, there was. And then the screen goes black, and they go, the last moments. Or no, the, last, the, the last video clips that, that we had. Slow P yeah. fucking recorded out in the desert. And this dolt is... Filming himself, yeah, I'm back here in the woods, and blah, blah, blah. I'm getting a little bit closer, I'm about a day in, I got like another blah, 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 and then it cl- cuts off. Then it comes back on, and it's nighttime. No. Oh, no, 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 no. no, it says on the screen, 
He is using um, an infrared, the infrared night vision the night part vision of his of camera, camera so he could see because he, he didn't want anyone to be able to track him through there and stuff. Or he didn't want anyone to see that he was coming because that cabin and all this shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then as he's walking through the, and all you see is it trees is, it's and you hear very Blair Witch. <laughs> you hear him breathing. Guys, I still get chills. I know, dude. Ah, guys, I'm getting pretty close. I'm close to the cabin. I'm starting to smell chimney smoke. I'm starting to smell the chimney smoke. And I would imagine that chimney smoke smells a lot like regular smoke. Yeah, exactly. But I, and, and then you start hearing, Ooh! it sounds Ooh! off in the distance. It sounds like <laughs> somebody left on a 1960s staticky country radio station. Very vague, and you can't tell if it's a guy screaming or if it's like real old country music playing in the or, distance. Or like not country, but like yeah. old 30s yes, like, western. Right, right. It's not quite like not country western, but like old slaps shoe shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. backwoodsy type of music, banjo. Ah, yeah, yeah. And it is creepier than shit. It's shot through the infrared night vision. So you're seeing, and he's just kind of like, and then all of a sudden you hear shuffling behind him, and the camera boom, pans back there, and you hear him go, <gasps> you know what? And then off in the distance you hear that. It's so fucking creepy. And I'm texting Jerry like, motherfucker, <laughs> what is this, dude? Like, I'm, it's broad daylight, middle of the day I'm watching it. My house is bright. I'm not even in the I, dark. The kids are at school. I'm sitting in my fucking living room with every yeah. light in the house on. I was good. And every time I'm tree whistles and I'm just like god oh, damn dude it was horrifying the wind would blow through and move like the big leaved fucking jungle plants I got my back I'm like yeah. god and damn you it. could see the kid is kind of like shuffling under a bush as to not be seen you're like trying to figure out what the noise is and then it cuts off and it's like it, a, he would do like like he's hit and record and like stop 45 and stop. seconds to one minute little yes. little videos and then he goes through comes around a corner and you see the fucking cabin cabin so he's in front of the cabin, but it's still off in the distance a little bit. And he's just kind of looking at it, and you see the chimney smoke. And then it's just fixated on this old, worn-down, decrepit-looking cabin. And it is so creepy. And you just hear that music off in the distance. You can see the fire flickering through the fucking holes in between, like the, the wood old panels. wood, and the roof is all jacked up. And then and all shit. of a sudden, what you think is like a beam on the cabin just... A figure ducks down. <laughs> yeah, and it's fucking my scary. butthole puckered up so cause he cause as soon as he sees the figure move, he ducks down to hide real quick and he's fucking terrified. <laughs> and I'm texting Jerry like, what in the motherfuck <laughs> is this, dude? I'm scared shitless. It is done like a dateline episode. <laughs> and they're showing the scary. footage. I'm like, I'm about to see this kid get fucking killed. And and it's so creepy. And then the guy comes out. Then you see the guy. And then the figure comes out, and I go, Jerry, you motherfucker. This is fake, isn't it? And he goes, yeah, it's a mockumentary. I'm like, motherfucker. Pseudo-documentary. Dude, it was, it was so done so well up until the point where they showed the guy. They had, like, this fucking disfigured Texas Chainsaw with Massacre a fucking, guy with a, with a flame Well, torch. first he comes out, and he doesn't have anything. And you're like... Because he can't see... If you're looking at him through infrared, he can't see you. You know what I mean? And so he's like kind of like... kid can see him, but he can't see you. And he's looking around out in the fucking forest for whatever's His making face this looks noise. like it's melted off. Yeah, like the left side it looks like he got too close to the campfire. And, and then you see him back behind a tree. Then it closes out. Then it comes back on, and he's got a stick on fire and a fucking machete. And I went... God damn it. Yeah. I just wasted an up, hour and 15 but, minutes. But let me tell you, dude, up until the, that point right there, that was the most horrific documentary I've ever seen. I was edging my seat, <laughs> shitting my pants. So dude, scared. I was so As scared. soon as the guy's fucking, the, the guy, the bad guy comes out, I went. Oh. I went right to my fucking phone, yeah. and I'm like, I was like, God, missing damn hiker, it. whatever the me kid's too, name was, dude. and it's like, oh, the pseudo hoax, documentary fake. hoax, fake. And I'm like, God damn, I was so fucking scared. Oh my god! Up until the point where you see the figure, it was horrific. They did such a good Nothing job. Nothing in the description, yeah, leads you to believe. That it's a documentary. No. That that it's fake. A movie. It's, You're not. It's it, not a movie. It's, You're not thinking it's a movie. The description is 
It was something to the effect of follow the the, the, the investigation. search investigation of a missing hiker in the North Nevada desert. Uh, you know the the, un, the unsolved. It's called Horror in the High Desert. If you, it's on Fuck, Netflix. Man. No, it's on Amazon Prime, Amazon Video. It was either on Prime. Horror or... in the High Desert. Yeah. But dude, it's it was scary. scary as shit. And then you I, find out it's fake. It's not gonna be fake. It's not gonna be scary now that you guys know it's fake. But, but check it. It's worth watch the, it in that but then mind frame. Send it to somebody, to someone that hasn't seen it, and say, dude, you gotta check. You this gotta out. see this missing hiker. It and check it out. Was fucking horrifying. The whole time he's going through the uh, the 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 forest and the infrared camera, my knees are tingling, Dude, my skin's fucking crawling. I was horrified, <laughs> like scared. a child. I was. So, I'm glad I didn't watch it at night. I was so mad at myself when I. I'm oh. like, you should have heard me in the house. I'm sure the same shit you were saying. Yes. When I was like, yeah, dude, it's a fucking uh, pseudo-documentary. I'm like, motherfucker! Uh, I'm scared! I wanted it to be real so bad, because yeah. it was so good. It was so good. It was so The, the director did a great scary. job. So then, I, yeah, I Googled it, and it was actually a movie, and they had a director, and these were all actors. Oh, yeah, then the, then the, uh, then the credits IMDb start rolling. comes up. Yeah, the credits start rolling, and it's like, Slow Pete, played by... Yeah. Timmy Delorsky. There was no warning of it though. The way that they did no. it, it was so good. Usually, I got a, I got an eye for that shit where you could tell. Like the, the and the, the thing I think that gets it is they have the sister sitting in the house, yeah. and because you think it's real, and she's so dumb, hate worthy, and hateable because. You can just tell that she, she doesn't really. Do she doesn't really care. If they planned that, it's fucking brilliant. Yes. And that bitch played it off Perfect. fucking perfectly because there was just something about the way she would say things. Yep. About you know she just had a very fucking like you know how am I supposed to know if he's missing or not? He does this stuff all the time. Yep. Like it was I don't crazy, really, dude. I don't really talk to him a whole lot. I yeah. mean, you can kind of see why we wouldn't get along. Yeah, it's like you bitch. He's fucking retarded. Yeah, exactly. You, she was you gotta so stay close to those fucking people. Yes. You don't like wink at the oatmeal. camera. You don't wink at the camera and go, "Well, you would understand why I wouldn't want to be close to my brother." Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> you fucking cunt. Yeah. So it, it just totally went in the other direction. So. That was that documentary. Well, then I told Jerry, because I had the night before, I had watched the football one. The uh, Holy mother of Manti fuck. Teo. Manti Teo. Okay. Manti Teo was a linebacker for Notre Dame University, raised in Hawaii, super Christian kid or Catholic, whatever the fuck it was. That's the sad part. Super religious. Super good, Mormon. Good guy. Super naive. S- super good guy. Now, I've watched college football, and I remember this. This was in 2012 when it happened. That's when he graduated from Notre Dame. Right. So, so he was playing from like the yeah. 9, 10, but 11, he was 12 seasons. A dominant player. He had mad love from everybody. Everybody loved him. He took the team. He was like the leader of the team, took him to a national I championship. I didn't realize that Notre Dame was fairly shitty prior to him getting there. Yes. I didn't yes, know that. Yes, completely sucked. And this kid was supposed to go to USC. He wanted to go to USC, but he ended up going to Notre Dame, turned the whole... Jesus told him. Jesus told him. But I remember this happening, and you guys might remember the guy with the fake girlfriend or whatever. The story was huge at the time. It was right before or right after the national championship game, right before. Right before. And my understanding was the guy was a closeted homosexual who had, a, who had made up a story about his fake girlfriend who died to get media attention. That's how I had remembered it. Right. And, dude, it couldn't have been further from the truth. This guy... If it wasn't for the dude... Oh, this fucking piece of shit. I, I am so glad that that, that that motherfucker... Attention whore. M- attention agreed whore. to be a part of this. Whore. Well, she wants to, he wants to be part of it because he's looking the for... Needs the attention. So basically what this happened... motherfucker moved to America it sounds, we put People have no idea. If they haven't seen it, they have no idea what we're talking about. We're like, he and then she. All right. You, so... You, sir. The, okay, so Manti Teo goes and he's a super popular guy. He's got Facebook. He's got Facebook at, at this time. He gets a friend request from this super hot 
Polynesian girl. Yeah. And he's like, right on. They start talking. Little does he know that it's a fake account ran by a Samoan dude Mm -hmm. who's playing up a character of the Polynesian girl. They didn't have his own Facebook. No. Because he... Um, at the time, was confused and didn't yes. like. I, I'm not. I I wanted to be a girl, so I was playing with this, and and it could and be like a weird reality. Takes a picture from an account of a fucking hot chick at that his he knows. school. He knows the hot chick that he's pretending to be. So he and then this asshole before he even goes after Manti Teo, he becomes friends. With other people that are within Manti Teo's circle. I don't think he knowingly went did out. That. I don't think he went out seeking to be friends, friends with Teo, Teo, uh, Teo uh, oh, Manti okay. Teo. Random. I think he started hitting the, all these in the community, getting with uh, all these other friends, and then finds this Manti okay. Teo. So by the time he found Manti Teo, he had already become friends and, and like dated over the computer with other guys that they had never met, right? So these guys are thinking they're talking to this hot Polynesian chick. They're getting, they're talking, getting to know each other, and they stop talking. Well, Manti Teo gets the friend request and starts liking this girl and hits up a couple of his buddies like, hey, dude, I see your friends with this. Because he's, he's, he's worried about getting connected to people that aren't of his lifestyle right and his lifestyle is faith family yes. football and when we say faith and family dude this guy was solid it was no, he was 100%. so fucking solid it's it's so fucking sad because this guy who has never had anybody do him dirty because he's been the top fucking football player and just in a this, great dude in this tiny little hawaiian town and everybody's mormon and everybody does football and everybody knows everybody and nobody can get away with shit yes because they're not like that so he's not going to just date a random so he gets he starts liking this girl via facebook and so he hits up a, a, his buddy who knew who Thought newer. Hey, you know so like, Yeah, dude, I talked to her for a while, a while back over Facebook. She's cool. She's cool. Right. So he's like, oh, okay, cool. She exists. And he goes on this full-on no, relationship. Then, then hits, hits her up. Hey, nice to meet you. Yes. You know, my name's Manti. Welcome to my page. You know, yeah. I, uh, what are your, you know, how are you? Yeah. Just real innocently, yes. like, hey, he doesn't let a lot of people into his yes. fucking world. So when he... Checks you out, allegedly. Yes. And finds out that you're from the same community and other people have yep. checked you out. And he's like, hey, welcome to my fucking Facebook page. What, what, you know, what brought what you, you along into? here? Yeah. Oh, I'm friends with so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes. And fucking has him friended at that time. Yes, yes. And then over the years... Years of this, they're communicating back and forth. They start talking on the phone. This dude who had played football but didn't like it, but his family forced him to because he was good, now he's like, I start getting excited about football because my homeboy Facebook friend, Manti Teo, is kicking ass at Notre Dame, so I start doing the, hey, babe, I'm trying to talk like a girl. Hey, babe. Watch the fucking rear tackle against fucking USC because he lifts his left ankle and, sh- and starts sending him info info that he's watching from uh, the fucking TV and seeing shit and kind of watching tape for this guy. And then Manti Teo's like, this dude, this chick shit is checking out. Yeah. This chick loves football and she's giving him career advice and she's like talking to him about his mindset and his faith. They pray together on the phone every night. Oh, fuck! And at the time when this story came out, they were like, oh, how would this motherfucker not know that it was a fucking, that it wasn't a chick? Like, it had to sound like a dude. Well, guess what? This motherfucker had a girl voice and he had it on lock. It, it, to the point where (laughs) fuck. At one point, I'm watching this shit, and I see this fucking a hand and a phone come across the camera, and it's like it's looking like it's trying to be important before it sits down, and it sits down. And it's fucking Doctor Phil. Yes. And I miss and Donnie miss. I go, you motherfucker, <laughs> Doctor Phil's in this. Yeah. Okay. So they go on and start dating, and Manti's like wanting to meet her. Hey, I'm playing USC this weekend. Can come I down. can come down? Can I meet you? This fucking guy. Says to Manti Teo, 
hey, I can't make it because I've got a family church thing, but I'm going to send my cousin down. Yes. And it's not the cousin. It's him. It's the fucking guy acting like the girl. So he goes and meets Manti. Manti has no freaking idea that the person he's shaking hands and hugging is the fucking dude. And this motherfucker has the balls to say on this documentary, and there it is, the guy I love is right there in front of me in years. I'm so nervous because I want to tell him, but I don't want to tell him, but like I just... I, I, you guys, you don't understand what this did to what me. What this did to me. All this guy is talking about. He is walked me. away. Me, me, and, me. And I didn't get to tell him it's me. And that hurt me so bad. I know. I'm yelling at the oh, TV. Dude. Fuck you. <laughs> me too. I was so enraged watching this shithead. But at the same time, I was so happy that this bitch agreed to do it. Thank because if it was a Manti Teo documentary telling the story of what really happened, nobody would believe it. The only thing that, and I didn't know shit about shit, because I don't know shit about, I was just watching this. Yeah. First time I'd heard about any of this shit. Yeah. As soon as Manti Teo comes on, I'm like, Dan, this dude is way too nice of a guy. Yes. And this is going to be fucking, fucking bad. bad. Well, that's the thing that I kept thinking, too. I was like... This guy's too... Because I'm sitting there going, dude, I would never have... This would never have happened to me. I'm such a cynical fucking negative motherfucker. As soon as I go, hey, I'm coming into town, and 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 I'll be here for three days, and and you go, yeah, church trip. And I go, nah, fuck you. Yeah, you're a fucking piece of shit. This guy, that's what made it so sad to watch, because you're watching this guy, and it's not... And I realize now why when the story did come out, he got lambasted, because they see alpha male football player. Right. They think... Of course, this guy had to have known. But, dude, when you, when you hear him talk, yeah, he's no the most clue. lovable, likable dude ever. So what happens is he find, they're running out of ways to back out from meeting because this dude is like, Manti's like, dude, I want to meet you, girl. Like, I want to meet right. you. You're my girlfriend. They're girlfriend. They're saying I love you. They're praying together on the phone every night, blah, 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 blah. So it's coming up to time to meet. And then he's getting ready to graduate college. Yes. And it's like, I'm coming. I'm no, no. He was thinking about going to the NFL a year early. That's what it was. So he would have been a first round draft pick, possibly number one, two or three pick in the NFL draft, which means millions of dollars. So this dude chick, he calls his girlfriend and they're talking about his future. He doesn't know he's talking to the dude, right? He thinks it's his girlfriend. And the girlfriend talks him into staying at Notre Dame for another year because he's got unfinished business. You fucking whore. Because you know if he's got a million bucks and he an ain't NFL contract. To your bullshit. No, no, no. He's fly- I'm gonna send yes. a fucking t- bitch, we are fucking meeting. meeting. He's in love too at this point. Like he loves this chick. Oh. So now it's getting time for them to meet. And she magically gets in a car accident. Yeah. And she's on life support. Yeah. So now when he's calling her, this dude is now having to come up with different voices because the alleged girlfriend is now in a coma. So he's being the brother. He's being the, the dad, the mom of this girl. And these, are, these lies are so fucking elaborate. Where I, I'm putting, let me put the phone next to her. Yeah, I'm going to put the phone. And, I, I, this, is, this is her brother Manti, um, I'm going to put the phone next to her so you can hear her breathing. And then Manti's going, yeah, I could hear her breathing. And then her breathing would pick up when it was me. And then I'd say, I love you, and everything's going to be okay. And then the nurse would say, oh, my gosh, that's the, fe- that's the best reaction we've gotten. And then Manti's like, okay, I'll call every single night now. Uh, and he calls every single night for a month. And then he's on the phone with the brother, and the brother's putting the phone. I got bad news. She's got leukemia. <laughs> Fuck! No, she comes to first, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She comes to when he's talking, and she goes... For the last couple games of the season Manti, or some shit. Manti, And he's like... And he's in tears telling the story that he was on the phone when she finally came out of her coma, but while she was out, they ran tests, and she has leukemia. Blah, blah, blah. So now we're getting close, in his football career couldn't be... It was better than ever. And... <laughs> We're getting ready for national championship. No, no, no. We're no. getting ready for the for the, it's like the We're getting ready for the regular season championship. They're playing USC. Yeah. Winner goes to the national championship game. Right before the game. In oh, this girl in, in LA. Right? Lives in LA. Okay. Right before the game, she dies. 
So the fucking dude. No, the day, the morning, he gets a call. His grandma fucking yeah. died. So his grandma really did die the morning of the game. And then the girlfriend died. The, the, the girlfriend that didn't exist died as well. So this fucking weirdo calls Manti and goes, Manti, uh, she passed away this morning, blah, 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 blah. He's Not knowing that grandma died. Yes. And he got the call. So yes. he got double deuced. Yes. The day of the game. And he is the, the, the weirdo that's pretending to be the girl is listening to him wail on the phone. He's so devastated that he lost this girl. He's, and she's going, and the dude is going, I didn't think he would take it like that. Like, Jesus. <laughs> right. He goes out and has the game of his fucking life. Yeah. He is a menace in this oh game. Oh, my God. He's murking fools. <laughs> and after they upset USC, he dedicates the fucking game to his grandma girlfriend and, and his grandmother who just passed away. So, of course, the media see a fucking sweetheart Hawaiian kid whose grandma and girlfriend died that day. ESPN runs ESPN with it. ESPN runs with it. Sports, everybody. Well, this is where the shit hits the fan, because little did Jerry and I know that there's, like, hacker nerds that are in their mom's basement. Sports, oh, oh, yeah, 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 but sports that, hacker nerds. That get a hard-on trying to debunk stories. So, they, so the documentary pans to these two nerd guys that I are like, I love them. Dude, how come we haven't seen this chick or... Her name, they find her name and they're searching and they well, go. Well, they, they start doing the research that ESPN and Sports Center aren't doing. They're not checking their story. They had a three year internet relationship, but they could never meet. And oh my God, Manti Teu is, is like, how horrible for this guy to never meet the girl of his dreams. Instead of doing any research, yes. like, hey, here's, here's let's the girl's get story. her mom on the phone. Or so let's, they contacted every fucking morgue well every, they, they start googling the the name and every time they google they that her. name it's because it's attached to manti teo so she never existed before manti teo so they start going huh that's weird they start calling the chp yeah hey what crashes happened on this day yes. at this time involving this person Couldn't find shit and then they do the morgue thing that was the creepy yeah, thing dude they contact Every morgue in California go, hey, are you fucking, uh, are you, yep. you got uh, whatever her name is on ice? No, we don't have anybody like that. And they go down and down and down yep. and down and down. Finally, they find nothing on this, yep. this name. Nothing on the girl dying. CHP doesn't know anything about a car crash. Nothing. They start looking at the names of the family. They can't find anything on right. that. Then, wisely enough, they get the picture off this fucking weirdo's Facebook page and start sending it. They, then this other creepy guy comes up. Oh, I've worked for people and I've done things and I have special ways <laughs> yes. to get things that other people can't get. Exactly. And he's got a fucking NASA computer system in his basement. So I took, imagine, like, this doesn't, I know it's there, but it's like, I don't have yeah. any idea how to do it. He goes, so I took the picture off of Facebook and I put it into a facial recognition system. Yes. I have him my mom's basement <laughs> and yep. two hours later i've got a match and it comes back to okay fucking- then they go back to manti and manti is still devastated and reeling from this dead girlfriend thing he's fucking devastated his parents are calling the family of the fake girlfriend and the dude is answering as the dad and the mother multiple of this fake phones multiple phones i mean this dude had it so I mean, you can't even believe how fucking deep this shit went. So, Manti gets a phone call randomly one day after his girlfriend's dead. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. And it goes, Manti, it's me. I'm alive. And he's just like, what in the fuck? Like the day he's supposed to get the Heisman. Yeah, he's like on his way to go get, uh, find out if he's a Heisman. He's He's in the top three running for the Heisman. He's going to New York. To find out if he won the Heisman. And now the story's starting to fall apart because this dude couldn't stay the fuck out of it and just die. So now he wants to come back from the dead as this chick. And Manti's like, dude, this is fucking insane. He hangs up. Well, then he talks to him again and goes, if this is really you, send me a picture. Send me a picture right now with making this gesture with your hands. Write this down on a piece of paper and send it to me right now. And... Ding, his phone goes, and there's the picture of the chick 
making the hand gesture with the shit written on the photo. I lost I my shit. I was like, how in the fuck did this dude get this picture? Okay. So now he knows this bitch is alive, or now he knows the bitch is alive. The so bitch he, that he thought was his girlfriend that he thought was dead is now alive, and he just got a picture that would have convinced me. Would have convinced me. It wasn't photoshopped. It was it the was girl. Real. It was the girl. Written down on the paper what he told her to write, doing the whatever sign with her hand, and now he's just completely fucking like stumped. But this story is so big, it was the number one story in the country. So now he has no idea. He goes straight to Notre Dame and he tells them, Look, this is a fucking hoax. Somebody's fucking, I don't know what their motivation is. We need to investigate this. And Notre Dame tells him, Shut up. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't say a word. Give us a couple days to, to f- come up. But with he's a- got a press tour for the Heisman Trophy. So he's in New York. He's getting interviewed about his dead girlfriend, everyone. And now he knows she's not dead. But Notre Dame told him to shut up. So now at this point, you can watch these interviews and you can tell he's lying now because he, he knows that she's alive. So now he's kind of coming off like uh, something's not right. You know what yeah. I mean? But he is lying because he, Notre Dame has told him. And then these two nerds uncover the story. And come to find out, it was this dude all along pretending to be this chick. Oh, fucking. they get a hold of the girl whose picture it is. Yes. And they go, hey, do you know that this is going on? And she goes, I don't And hangs up and they call again. She has no idea. She, she doesn't even know who Manti Teo is. Yeah, has no clue what's going on. And then they go, we have this picture of with you writing something on a piece of paper, making a hand gesture. She goes, oh, yeah, I just did that for a friend of mine that I went to high school with. And they go, and she goes, who? And goes, nah, I got to call him and see. Is his name such and such? And, and she, she fucking hangs and up. And she fucking hangs up. Now they've got it. Now, now the fucking nerds it. have it all fucking figured out. And what do they do? They write an article and release it. Fuck yes. everything. And they don't, know, they don't know that Manti's completely in the dark about it. So everybody assumed that he was in on it. To get the attention. And it fucking ruined his entire life. He, he goes to the national championship game. He plays like absolute dog shit. And when you see this documentary, you see that when he was playing well, this dude thrived off of the love that he got. He was loved everywhere he went. And yeah. now people are taunting him, hating on him. The memes are coming out about his fake girlfriend. He's the laughing stock of college football, the and NFL this draft. kid can't handle it yeah he's just he's not, too nice of a guy he's like, not wired to deal with negativity with negativity he's the all. most genuine dude you've ever seen and you're watching this knowing the story now i remember how it was portrayed he dropped in the nfl draft he ended up going to the san diego chargers his, like second round it ruined he was supposed to be a top three pick it ruined his entire life and they're interviewing this dude who's who did all this shit to him who is now a woman, a transgender woman, a big fat Samoan girl, right? Uh, three necks. Yeah, and she's in the documentary the whole time, and she exonerates him. Oh, no, completely. 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 With and- no remorse. She says remorseful shit, but you could tell. She talks about, oh, it was so heartbreaking And in the same breath, you don't understand what it it was like when she died because that killed a part of me because I was that person. I was functioning through life and Facebook and social media as that girl. And when she was gone, a part of me went with her. That whole made-up family. And it's like... Are you hearing yourself? Oh, my Thank God. Thank God she talked like that. You know the documentary people were just like, shut the fuck up and let her talk. Don't yeah. interrupt her. Don't just, inter- just keep going. Yeah. When she went, when all the shit got, the lid got blown off of this, before she came out as a woman, she did the press tour as the dude. She went on Dr. Phil. All this shit. And Dr. Phil, who's like the most vanilla motherfucker out there, hated her. Oh, I love it hated when he does a voice. Him. And he goes, look. I've had fucking uh, throat experts and voice recognition software. Who else is doing this with you? And the student's like, nobody. It was all me. He goes, I thought he was trying to prove that it wasn't this dude. Right. And he was like, all these experts have heard your voice, have analyzed it. And they know it's not you. And have analyzed the female voice. Oh, yeah, because Manny Teo releases... Yeah, he released the voicemails. When all the public pressure started coming up and that he was in on it, he released the voicemails that she left for him. And was like, look, dude, I'm not This is why I was tricked. This is why I was tricked. And it sounds like a fucking chick, dude. And Dr. Phil's like, who helped you? It can't be you. 
And he's and the guy's going like, no, it was me. And then I'm like, God damn. Me too. Dr. Phil wouldn't pull some shit right. up. Right. Like, Expert opinion says yeah. you can't. And then he goes, okay, like just hit, hit us with the voice. Let's hear it. Just give me a minute. And he goes into a dark room with a, like all by himself. He told Dr. Phil, I need to be in a certain type of space. I need to be in my head I need to correctly. be in my head correctly. I need a dark room. I need to be Daphne or whatever I need to be by myself. Was. And Dr. Phil said it was like watching uh, one of those actors, what do they call them? That, that get into character. Actor. Method actor. And he goes, we turned down the lights, let him kind of go off to the side by himself. And he goes, sure enough, this motherfucker turned into a woman's voice. Comes out with a woman's voice. I love the look when... When that dude started talking in the girl's voice, and Dr. Phil looked at the camera like, what, what the fuck? Yoinks! Dr. <laughs> Phil, you could tell he hated this oh, motherfucker, dude. It was so fucking so, bad. You, if you have not seen this documentary, we just kind of told the whole story, but you have got to see it. Because... To believe it. To believe it. It sounds crazy. But... These are the kind of stories that I always reference when, they, when you do these Me Too movements. But... Believe all women, yeah. all this stuff. You have to know what kind of fucking mindset people are in. What There's people out there that will go to the ends of the earth to fuck people over. And right? I, don't, I don't think that this idiot was trying to fuck over this football player and ruin his no, life. No, I don't think so either. I think he just went down a path. I think he really believed that he was this chick and he was fantasizing about being the girl. Being the girl and, and, and getting, uh, yeah. And just but the selfishness the of this motherfucker, dude, was uh, just disgusting. It was disgusting. And you're going, like, Jerry texts me, like, how is this bitch not in jail? And it's true, man. Like, when you think about career earnings and all that stuff and add it, like, what this bitch did... And she's a trans girl now, so she's kind of untouchable, and she's able to just kind of go on this documentary. But thank God, I, the one thing I'll give props is thank God she did this fucking documentary. Oh. Because Manti is completely exonerated. If he gets picked up by an NFL team, he will be oh, no, celebrated. He's, he's a free agent right now. Oh, is he really? Yes. Fuck, he hasn't played in seven years. No, he's years. been playing. No, he only did three years. Oh, is he still playing? Yes, yes. He was with the Saints. He was with the Bears. He's been like on the practice squads and shit. No shit. I thought he like the, the documentary makes it sound like he I did know. three years with the Chargers. No, dude, and, and it was gone. But he's got to go to like he's not playing well. He's getting run over in fucking games. And you he, can see like if, you don't have to know anything about football to watch this. You can see the highlights before the shit happened. He was a menace, an absolute dominating figure on the football field. He stood out. the The second that the public turned on him, yeah, he they're showing highlights and. He is just getting owned. It, then, it was like a different person. And then he's like, he finally calls somebody like three years into the Chargers football uh, uh, thing. And he's like... A therapist. Therapist. Like, hey, I, I need to get fixed. I, my, my head is fucked up because yes. of this thing. And then he, like, the, it goes to short, like, hey, you know, have you forgiven stupid for doing this? And he's like, yeah, totally. You know, that's my religion. That's what... Yeah, he forgave know. this bitch. Yeah. And then the guy's like... Have you forgiven have yourself? Have you forgiven yourself? And this dude, because this guy has never doubted anything he's ever done, and you could tell by how he played before. Right, that the guy was just an animal, like completely based on instinct and just reading and just knowing what you and your body, yes, naturally fucking does when that ball's on the field. Yes, and that's what fucked him. Is he never thought he could get tricked or fucked or he yes. thought he was careful about everything he ever did. And when they ask, when the therapist asks him that question, you could literally see there's no bullshit in this dude. Like. No. It broke him when, that, when they asked him that. Have yeah. you forgiven yourself? And he just starts crying. And he's t talking about, like, when I go out there and I see the memes and they're all making fun of me. Everybody's just making fun of me. And, 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 and he's, like, talking about, dude, the public ridicule this poor sad. bastard got. They ground him into fucking oh. dust. And we're pretty brutal with, with shit like this. <laughs> this well, guy was a goddamn angel, th dude. This guy is, like... Straight Mormon. This guy wanted to meet this girl, have the perfect relationship, get married right as he goes He's to the NFL. He's the number one defensive player in college football. He's a dime piece. And he's not smashing girls. He's not fucking. <laughs> no. He's not doing. He's not partying. <laughs> no. He's not doing drugs. He's not drinking. He's not he's doing. He's going to practice. He is. And he's going to his room. And he is dedicated to this imaginary girl that he just gets to talk to on the phone. No naked pictures. No booty shots. Nothing. 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 He's and, as pure as the driven snow, dude. And, and then the media starts hitting him with the, 
Are you sure you're not gay? Are you gay? Yeah, and that's maybe. Not, not only... Because the gay thing came out because they found out that the, the fake girlfriend was, was a, a dude. dude. And it's so like, then they're like, oh, well, maybe he didn't tell everybody about it because it was a guy. How did you not know you were getting yes. catfish? And, yes. and people don't look and go like, look at this kid's history. And not only that, in 2012, catfish wasn't even a thing. No. And he's like, I, didn't, I had never even heard the term catfish. I didn't know what that was. Right. <laughs> it is crazy. devastating to watch. Please watch it. If you haven't seen it, it is Ugh. the fucking documentary is done so well. And this, the kid's got an Instagram page, and like the when he did a, a thing a while back, a couple weeks ago, like, hey, I'd like to thank everybody for watching the movie. There's like twelve gajillion fucking uh, comments on that thing, like about what? Big ups, Manti. Thank oh, you so good, much. You're man. such this, and like that dude wore out batteries I bet, while people dude. were hitting his DMs. Of, thank was, you so much. That's what made much. me happy watching it. I'm like, this dude's gonna find. Like, if he happens to get picked up by a team, or maybe he becomes like a linebackers coach, it's gonna be really cool to see him get yeah an ovation. And then he finds some blonde and starts having kids and shit. And, and he's even better looking now than he was yeah, back then. He's a fucking goofball. <laughs> yes. He was a goofy college oh, kid. Oh, man. It is such a good documentary, dude. They do these documentaries so goddamn good now. I know. <laughs> it's riveting, huh? It's, yeah. <laughs> like, I was legitimately <laughs> frightened with the horror yes. in the high desert. Yes. I've n- I watch movies and, and the true crime shit, and nothing... Nothing phases me. Real nothing shit. Nothing phases me. I dude. watch real shit all the time. Ted Bundy shit. Yeah. All that, all that other prison stuff where they're talking to those goofballs, and they're like, I got butt fucked when I was five because yeah. my dad needed a bottle of whiskey. Right. And I'm like, well, it's going to be rough <laughs> for you. Happens. Yeah. The world needs ditch diggers too, buddy. <laughs> but when that dude was in the fucking woods... I was freaking the fuck out. I was panicking. Oh, my. <laughs> so goddamn scary. I had to keep texting you so I had human connection, bro. I was so fucking scared. Oh, Holy God, it was shit. scary. Oh, check those two out. Horror in the High Desert. Fucking scary. What was the Manti Teo one? The, 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 uh, the girlfriend that untold, didn't exist? Or, yeah. Untold. It was a, is Untold the hockey documentary series? Yes. And that it, was the other one that we fucking loved. It looks like there's another one. Yeah, about And One. About the football comp or the basketball company called And One. Yeah. The rise and fall of And One. Um. Uh, yeah, and, uh, sorry, I'm typing something. <laughs> uh, um, and I, I remember and one and me too. Not that I'm a basketball guy, but it was like, what the fuck is this street fight basketball? I never, I still thing? don't know what it was. It I know was it was like, like a, a, a street series of basketball. It was right? a street series, like a two on two. Right. And it, it blew was, up. It was huge. Fucking street. I haven't seen that one. Have you seen it? It was street. It, like, you just watched the previews for it? Yeah. And so that's the next in this series of Untold. So the one that we talked about episodes ago was about the Trashers with the Mafia boss. That he was bought the, the last he, fucking year. But he bought the hockey team for his retarded son, and his retarded son ended up being awesome. That fucking documentary was badass. That's still my favorite of all time so far. Yeah. And then they put out the Manti Teo one, Untold, and now they're doing the And One, and that's the one that's on Netflix right there now. There was several that they had lined up, but the yeah. And One, I was like, I almost wanted I to watch I almost that watched one. it, too, just because the last two were fantastic, dude. Uh, but, but it looks like some corrupt shit, right? Because like I saw the previews, and it's like guys going, oh, we never knew it would get to this, and well, the money was coming in. And- as far as I understand, it's kind of a, it's kind of a street fucking basketball thing they got rougher rules not that you can travel or double dribble it was or any of much that, more gangster looking but way more fucking playground rules yeah and, yeah and and you've got a crazy little more dunks. attitude yeah crazy dunks but it was like a two-on-two or a three-on-three and there were teams yeah and they would just travel the fucking world i remember they had like clothing and shit oh, yeah, and they had, one everywhere yeah it was it, like it was a, it was a thing it was going to be like the next ufc yeah um and then it was gone. Gone. So I'm Just, wondering what happened. Yeah. It's going to be good, whatever it is, because that series, I don't know if it's the same directors that do them, but damn, they do a good job. There was a couple other in there, too. There was... Um, of what? Uh, other sports where it was... Oh, there was a boat one. Yeah, there was a boat Some kind of a one. boat racing. There was a couple... Uh, so if you got all the way to the end of the Manti Teo one, yeah. they... Did a, a brief like, yeah, hey, exactly. This is what we got coming out for the ser- untold uh, God, sports they do series. A good job. They're good because they, they man, it's a roller coaster. Of the footage them and that they have, it was them. like the one with the hockey team. That 
that documentary was so good because the dad filmed everything. Yeah. Remember, it, he had the wrestlers coming to the kid's birthday party, and it was fantastic. But, man. like, videotaping shit way before people videotaped yes. everything. And so when you're doing a documentary, you could just flash back to that, and you're like, holy shit, you're witnessing his rise to the Mafia Don yeah. on VHS tape. It's fucking oh, wild. On a lighter note, Pantera's going on tour. Uh-huh. Yep. Phil and Rex, the bass player, yeah, yeah, yeah. got back together, announced the tour. Zach Wilde, oh, I did Dimebag's best friend, yeah. is going on tour. And uh, Rock and Rita, Dime's wife, is sending all Dime's gear with Zach to play. <gasps> all the fucking washburns, his stacks, his effects, everything. And then the drummer of Anthrax is going to play Vinny's parts. And they're doing a full fucking Pantera tour. Jesus Christ. It is going to be... And it's probably going to last one time before uh, they get all uh, fucked up. Uh, no, we're going to Yes, that. for sure. They're, they're on tour for the rest of the year. They're doing... I think they're just doing like a touch-up tour in South America. They're playing with uh, Knotfest right now. And then they're going to do their U.S. tour when they finish that. That's going to be wild. Dude, it is going to be... Perfect, perfect guys. Because Anthrax and Pantera went on tour all the time. They're be- they're like yeah. best buds. But to and have Zach Wild, he even put out a, a, a statement saying like, "Hey, that was my best friend. Yeah, we fucking wrote together. If there's anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be fucking me." You know, um, I watched another thing uh, on Randy Rhodes. Yeah, and the only reason that fucking makes any sense is because Zach Wild took over for Randy Rhodes. Oh yeah, huh. after Randy Rhodes died. Yeah. I had no fucking clue that Randy Rhodes was the original guitar player for Quiet Riot. Oh, I didn't either. And they fucking played, like, Saturday night shows and and at some shitty fucking bar in Pomona every fucking weekend. I didn't know that. Now, it's not Quiet Riot, like, bang your head shit. Yeah. That, That, it was way different... There's some other weird shit, and they couldn't get a fucking record deal. They had a fan club, they had all this shit, yeah. and they would basically just do L.A. So that's why Randy's Orange. buried right here in Purdue. Yes, he was born and raised in like Torrance or some shit. Yeah, and then went to L.A., but never got real deep into the. Uh, Sunset Strip scene because that hadn't kicked off yet because yeah. Motley Crue this was like this 70s this is like early 70s and for years Quiet Riot was hammering fucking P-Town no and shit. then all of a sudden he's got he's playing crazy fucking guitar stuff and he's doing 20 minute solos in the middle of the show and he's got people like god damn at one point Eddie Van Halen and David Lee Roth in the 70s They've got video of them in the fucking crowd watching Randy Rhodes. Holy shit. And, like, looking at each other. And then they kind of cut to a quick interview with Eddie Van Halen. He's like, no, I knew about that kid, but I was never really worried about him because we were on Sunset, and we already had Diver Down, and we, like, women and children first. We were already... Yeah, on their way. On their way, so I'm not worried about this kid coming and getting me. Yeah. Uh, Plus, he was doing shit that I had already been doing. He's like, but he was fucking good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ozzy Osbourne breaks away from Black Sabbath and is sitting in L.A., and uh, he's uh, looking for guitar players, and a couple guys that knew Randy didn't say anything to Randy, but go in and do a demo for Ozzy Osbourne, and he's like, nah, not wacky enough. Yeah. No, nah, not wacky enough. And I'm like, what are you looking for? He goes, I want the best never heard, never seen before fucking guitar player ever. And somebody doing that said, I know a kid named Randy Rhodes. And Ozzy Osbourne goes, go get him. Yeah. Phone call goes out the next day. Fucking Randy Rhodes is sitting in a studio with Ozzy Osbourne. And Ozzy goes, go ahead, rip, rip some, do your shit. And then it cracks to a video, uh, an interview with Ozzy. And Ozzy's like, I listened to him for four minutes and hired him on the spot. Damn. He goes, I packed him up. We went and lived in my castle in fucking England and, and drank shit. blood and sacrificed virgins and shit. <laughs> Rode Blizzard of Oz or Diary of Madman, whichever one was first. Yeah. And he goes, we were on tour a year after that or Damn. six months after that. Randy Rhodes only toured with fucking Ozzy Osbourne, 81, 82, and 83, and died in 83. Well, dude, I heard an interview with Ozzy where he was talking about the airplane. 
Yeah. And he's like, he was buzzing the bus and shit. Like, yeah, the fucking bus's air conditioner, bus's air conditioner goes down. So the fucking bus driver's like, hey, we're out here in North Carolina or fucking yeah. wherever, Hazard fucking County. Uh, let me pull into this fucking, into some country western fucking singer's house. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I'll just, I usually drive for him, but I can pull into his spot. We can park in his front yard, and I'll fix the air conditioner. We'll be back on the road. Yeah. So the front yard turns out to be a fucking landing strip. So they park at the house. There's some fucking girl there, and the bus driver's like, hey, you guys want to go, uh, you guys want to go steal fucking uh, Merle Haggard's plane? Or whoever, whatever yeah. the country guy was. And they're like, yeah, sure, that sounds like fun. And this guy and some girl in a fucking roadie get in a plane and start doing laps and dips and whatever. Randy Rhodes didn't like flying. The bus driver's like, no, nah, dude, trust me. We'll just, it's like, look, you don't have to get on a commercial airplane. Yeah. It'll just be me and you and this bitch. And the guy, Randy's like, oh, okay, fuck it, let's go. <sighs> and that's when the guy's like, so fuck. He was like, all of a sudden, the guy started buzzing the fucking bus, hooks a tire, puts it into the fucking house, and everybody dies instantly. Fuck. Right? That's crazy. Shit. Damn. So yeah, Pantera. It's on. That is gonna be. That I've never. I don't think shit. I've ever seen Zach Wild, but him doing dime, dime bag, and Cat was. I don't know if you ever watched the Pantera home videos. If you haven't, you gotta watch them. Dime bag would have been a fucking famous YouTuber. He was oh, doing yeah. the fucking Dime Vision, late eighties, early nineties, yeah. with a fucking big VHS. So he has footage of everything. So Cat was Dime's guitar tech, and I just saw an interview with Cat. I saw an interview with that guy, and he's the one that that got. Held hostage by the gunman when Dime was killed. Yeah. And, and Cat was shot the fuck up. And he's like, fuck you, motherfucker. You're killing all my fucking friends. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cat is coming out for the rehearsals. To guitar not, He's not going to tech for uh, Zach because Zach already has his guy. But Cat said, yeah, I'm going down there with all the gear. I'm going to hook him up with all Dime's gear. And I'm going to get the sound just how Dime had it. Because he did weird shit. Kid. He like... Uh, Oh, his. he's got some crazy stories about how he would wire his pickups. He's like, so, you know, I need like eight gauge wire. Yeah. But I'm fucked up in the back of the bus. So I just rip some fucking wire out of something yep. and, and hook it up. And that's how he got his sound. It's yeah, like just, it just different. That thick. Chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah. Just weird wires pulled out of fucking Game Boys. Yes, dude. Like, God damn. It is going to be. Oh, I cannot wait. I hope they make it through the South American leg. And Yeah. I'm going to hit as many. If they're all around you, I'm going to hit San Diego and Hollywood. Uh, dude, no, I only need one. I hope it's House of Blues. Jesus Christ. Can you fucking imagine? It's probably going to be Palladium or something like it's that. It's going to have to be big. It's going it's gonna, gonna, to be But you're like, do people still... Oh, are fuck, You think they'll yeah. still come out for that? Oh, yeah. Because the last thing you want to see is a fucking quarter full Palladium. You know what I mean? I'd rather see a fucking packed you can't, House of Blues. Well, first of all... The House of Blues can't contain <laughs> Pantera, Pantera. <laughs> especially with Zach Wild. I'm so excited. Zach Wild normally it. plays at like 11, and if he's doing dime oh shit, he's gonna have it up to 70. Like <sighs> it's gonna be. I'm I, so excited. I have no. Can you? Can like my brain is starting to run on Zach Wild adding his flary. Yes. Finger whatever's on top of dimes. Oh, crazy shit, dude! It is gonna be. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, so excited! We gotta all hit that one, dude. We gotta oh, get the yeah. crew. We gotta take Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna fucking be so mad. He's he's gonna. I don't know. He might get into Pantera. Pantera is like a a good bridge band for metal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, let's see. I'm, I think we're going to go out to a Pantera song. Yeah. But I got to find the right one. No, you got to... Um, ah, shit, there's just... Oh, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is pretty good. I love this intro. I heard somebody try and say the other day that Vinnie Paul was one of the best metal drummers ever. Very underrated, dude. Underrated, but I, I can't really go with, like, best ever. I mean, that guy, the drummer from Lamb of God that got fired is 
fucking right. But like Denny's uh, thing was always like, those guys all play fast. He's like, anybody could play fast. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, no, no. I'll show you a video of the Lamb of God guy, Chris Adler. Yeah. Holy shit. His footwork. Is it good? And the way, he's got a giant goddamn kit. Yeah. And if you blink, he will have hit every Everything. fucking thing on there. All right. Let's go, go out there. There it is. Shout out to Bob Wallace. <laughs> yeah, Bob got a hold of him. Later, y'all. <laughs> 